You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. It's Jeff Kay, public address announcer for your Dallas Stars, and you're listening to Starcastic Remarks, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Go Stars! Hello, and uh, welcome back to Starcastic Remarks. Alongside Christian Chambers, my name is Ryan, his brother, and uh, we are the official Dallas Stars podcast of THPN. Chris's face says it all this evening. I am completely shocked. But before we get into tonight's game, thank you to DraftKings Sportsbook, for being our sponsor, use that promo code THPN the next time you go and use their services. The Stars win in overtime. Thank you to Papa Pavs by a final score of five to four. And uh, Christian, I'm just gonna steal your uh, your chat that you uh, sent to us. They almost Rangers it, but they didn't. Wow, that was an interesting hockey game. Uh... <laughs> yeah, this... I'm all. I- I'm honestly hacked off. I'm mad, but I'm just happy that they won. That's that's all I've got, right? I'm happy point. the Stars won. I think this is the worst that the Stars have ever played and still won the game. I think it's a pretty fair thing to say. I mean, they were outshot 40 to 25 tonight. The only reason that they win is because they outskill the Flyers by a substantial margin and got some uh, pretty suspect goaltending from the Flyers' backup goalie as well. So, yeah. Not not a great game, but we always talk about great teams find a way to win, and they found a way to win with almost nothing of their game. <laughs> I mean, that's literally what I was going to come at at it with. That that angle is just like, you know, good teams find a way to win, even if it is against really critty teams like the Philadelphia Flyers. And it's if it's felt that way this whole start of the season. I mean, I don't think we've had a great game yet in the season and we've had a good game we've had good games. i think the good game we had is the one we lost <laughs> i think that's the game that the stars played best in and yet here we are 3-0 and 1 to start the season haven't lost in regulation yet so we'll, we'll take it i guess but stars got to get better as the season progresses okay so i mean i'm honestly hacked off at the effort tonight i really am the the effort was not there uh by the stars and their defensive play got a little bit better again in the third period when they were nursing a one goal lead. But I mean, still they, they got out hustled. They got out maneuvered. They got out physical by the Philadelphia flyers, which that, I mean, that's not super surprising considering it's a John Tortorella team. That's what he's known for having really physical hockey teams and a team that was like, what, 28th in the league last year. Exactly. And, and again, I understand they they're off to a really good start this year at three, one and one now, but still, I mean, the, the, the expectations around this team, that was unacceptable. That, that game was 100% unacceptable and I don't care that it's the beginning of the season. I know it's going to get better, but it, it, for me, that the whole effort from tonight was completely un- unacceptable. Yeah, and, and you know it's going to get better, so you don't overreact, but you need to have the mindset that you're saying, right? And you need to know that can't happen. You can't play a game like that and expect to win every night. 
we can't because our roster is so great. We still find a way to win it, but you can't play like that night in and night out and expect to be a good hockey team. So you don't overreact because it's the beginning of the season, but you definitely address that it was bad and it needs to get better. And like you said, we know it will, but they just need to have that mindset that it needs to get better. Okay, so let's let's get the bad stuff out of the way first. Talk about the bad things uh, first off, because it's we're we're, we're already kind of talking about it. The uh, I just want to first talk about. I'm not even going to do the obvious one first. Oh, I just wow. want to talk about just the fact that they got out physicaled this game by by this other team. There was no pushback from from the stars. They looked. I don't want to say they looked two steps slow, but they did look a step slow compared to the Flyers, like through the whole game. And especially in the second half of the first period, the stars came out strong. The first five minutes got those two goals real quick. Looked good. Looked like they were running downhill and the flyers tortorella I guess, and just punched right back in the second <laughs> half of the first and were fantastic. I mean, their forecheck was suffocating the Dallas stars defense. Couldn't get out of their zone. Every time the stars passed a line, they had a guy's shoulder in their face and the Flyers kept that up the entirety of the night. I didn't think they could do it, and they did. The whole night they kept that going. And, yeah, it's the only reason the Stars beat them in regulation. Well, I guess they tied them in regulation was because of the skill that the Stars have. And that was my other thought while you were talking. Is just like, if we're playing the Carolina Hurricanes or, you know, one of these other teams, the, the Maple Leafs, Another team with like top end talent, we we lose this game. It, you just allowed eight goals that game if you're playing somebody with that kind of skill. Hundred percent, one hundred percent agree. And uh, we're just lucky that that didn't happen to the uh, stars tonight. And that the Flyers don't have that skill. That's the only reason. <laughs> well, and then, okay, so let's talk about the obvious thing. Uh, what is the deal with the power play? We 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 talked about the first couple of games. It it did not look good at all. I mean, it was actually the first three games, no, first two games, and then uh, game three it looked pretty good. They 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 couldn't get it going off off the bat, uh, but then they kind of went a different direction and kind of tried a different approach with it and just went off the rush and that seemed to work. Got two goals in the last game, really relied on the power play to win the game, and then tonight they go to the complete opposite and allow three shorthanded goals. Uh, James was the one who texted it, but I didn't hear it until later, but. The Stars had not done that since November of 2018. I mean, that's five years ago. It was just, it was just flat out awful and unacceptable. And it wasn't like the Flyers were doing all of these great, amazing things on the penalty kill. They were good. Don't get me wrong. They were very good. But the Stars just could not get into, they cannot enter the zone well at all. And that's been an issue through the first four games of the season. Yeah, and that wasn't the last time it happened to the Stars. That's the last time it happened, period. In the NHL, that's the last time it happened was November 2018. So, so, I, so I misheard it. That's even worse than yeah, I thought. <laughs> exactly. So, And the Stars' power play has been terrible to start the season. I mean, we get the, the two power play goals last, last game. One of them was on the rush, not even really power play set up. The other one was one out of what our – 13 power plays so far this year but i, I wanted to look back because i was like maybe it's a it's just a, a numbers thing you know maybe the power play is decent but it's just early in the season small sample size so we went back to look at expected goals for um for the stars on the power play last year they were 92.65 and so far this year they are which was sixth in the league so far this year they're 20th in the league with 84.71 so drop off of 15 percent so 
it's not just, oh, the Stars have been unlucky to start off. No, the power play has sucked. And <laughs> the reason, I can't think of any other reason other than just wasn't practiced enough. Because this the players are the same. The top pair or the top power play unit is the exact same. So there's no reason why it should be this bad. There's really not. And and, and this kind of goes into the next thing. Both units have been equally bad. Both units have been equally bad, especially defensively. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? Well, it, uh, it's the injuries. The, 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 Miro, it, turnover, the Miro turnover was egregious there. I, I was just like, and I hate to get onto him because of the last game that he had, but you you can't do that. Yeah, but and it's not just Miro though; it's everybody. It's the turnovers on the offensive zone. The entries are so bad that we're turning it over in the offensive zone with the other team having momentum going the other direction. So, I mean, if we're gonna do that, just dump it in and go get it. I mean, it's not it's not worth giving up such great opportunities. You can't cleanly turn the puck over as you're entering the zone. It's a the number one way you're gonna get counterattacked. This goes into my next thought I, I had for tonight, and it's been another ongoing issue throughout the early season, I guess I should say, just turnovers, uh, mostly in our own zone. But tonight it was mostly at in the neutral zone and at the uh, Philadelphia blue line that really caused us some issues. So in your mind, what do the stars need to do to kind of fix this? Is it just crisper passes, maybe just more dump and chase for now until they can get it figured out? It's definitely some crisper passes. The the smaller, short, quick passes are really what I feel like the Stars have been missing that was a big part of their game last season. Just the short touch passes, like five feet, just getting them clean tape to tape so you can keep going, no stopping, anything like that. And the top line, I feel like, has figured it out so far this year, and they're getting those really quick passes in the corner, getting people free. But the, the other lines and on the power play for whatever reason, which is that top line plus Ben, they have not been able to do it. And I, so I think you need to go back to those quick short passes and figure those out. You're you're on mute, Ryan. So yeah, Ryan's a little sick, so he keeps getting the sniffles. So he's trying to mute, but yeah, he's yeah, back. I'm trying not to go every single time that like Chris is talking. I apologize for those of you that are hearing it later. But anyways. Uh, Again, with turnovers, that, that's that's kind of my big thing through the first four games of the season. And uh, I think I'm right there with you, Chris, is if you can't cleanly get out of the zone, out of your own zone especially, you, you really need to focus on that end of the ice first off. And maybe the forwards need to come down deeper and we need to see more defensive back-checking from them in order to get the stars out easier. But it, it it wasn't like there was like one specific player tonight that I pointed out and I was like, oh my goodness, he's he's turning over again. Oh my goodness, it's again. It was like, it, it, like you said, it was everybody. Everybody was having a hard time with the forecheck of the Philadelphia Flyers. And a, another team that kind of reminds me, I've already said it, the way that Philadelphia plays is Carolina. I mean, we play like that against Carolina. We can't get out of our own zone. Carolina defeats us like an eight to two tonight. And a, a majority of the chances that uh, Philadelphia had would be in the back of her net. Yeah. So we'll talk about some good stuff. Yep. Let's talk about some good stuff because there were some good stuff tonight. Boy, uh, can the stars shoot. Yep. That they is fantastic. The, the Flyers goaltender might be a little bit suspect on some positioning, but all the shots that the stars had off the rush on those three goals, I could think uh, Rope, Jamie, and Wyatt Johnston. Those are the three like on the rush shots that they had. We're all great shots it, on the edges, in the corner, and in. So 
little bit of help from Flyers goaltending maybe, but really good shots too. I really loved uh, Ben's goal especially. He he has started off the year really, really well, and we've been talking about it. Uh, well, it's not the offseason anymore, but we've talked about it all offseason. Is he going to slow down? And the truth is, is he, he hasn't slowed down at all. Yeah, him, so, him and the other guy we were talking about slowing down possibly is Pavelski. And he's they're both uh, some of the few people that have two goals to start the year. Oh, I think mm-hmm. Pavs has three now, doesn't he, with overtime? Or is that his second? I, I think he remember. has three. I think you're right. I Multiple goals. Just, yeah. Multiple leads, goals, though. He leads the two guys we were worried about, don't worry about them. They're great. Yeah. So he does go in and get uh, his third goal of the season tonight. And I don't know how you leave that guy unchecked like he was. But it, it was just a simple little play. Couturier just forgot about Pavel's camp after the face-off. And he was in, in front of a rookie goaltender all by himself. And yeah. uh, he was able to... I mean, best net front guy in the league, probably, and he shows it on that. That was absolutely filthy. No one in the world is stopping that. One of the things I do want to talk about is, uh, I talked about it a little bit with James last episode, is uh, Lundqvist and Harley. Uh, We had, uh, up to last episode, we had not talked a lot about those two guys, and we talked at length during the offseason about how both of these guys need to kind of step up. And, I mean, there was a couple of bad plays that I could think of, one by each guy. But generally, they made up for it with a lot of good defensive plays in tonight's game. What did you think? Yeah, I've kind of been intentionally avoiding talking about them just so I can give a little bit of time and have me watch them a little bit more. Um, But I thought, especially tonight, proved they are fantastic so far to start the year. I mean, Harley has already proven he has 20 minutes time on ice tonight. He might be the number two defenseman so far this season. Um, he's been fantastic. And Lunk was tonight, too. I mean, exceptional defensive plays, using his stick super well, getting up in the offensive zone when he needs to. I wish he was actually a little bit more aggressive when he's going to the offensive zone, actually. But he's probably focusing more on that defensive side by uh, coach's recommendation. But I thought they've both started fantastically. I mean, they're not the sixth defenseman every night, pretty much. I mean, tonight we see Hockenpah's definitely the odd man out, and he – had a pretty terrible game. So th- they are doing their job and then some, I feel like they've been fantastic. Very happy with their start. I jumped on uh, Lindell a couple of episodes ago uh, for his game. I-, I thought he, he, I don't think he was as good as Lundqvist, Miro or uh, Harley this evening, but I-, I thought he was, yeah, I thought he was above average. I thought he did. He had a decent game enough. Uh, there were some some plays that he made that I was just like, well, wait, what are you doing there, Essa? And then he had some really good plays that I was just like, okay, that would have been really bad, and that would have been a very big uh, turnover in our own zone. So, uh, anyways, what, what did you think of Essa Lindell's play tonight? I'll kind of disagree with that. I mean, I don't, I don't think Essa was great tonight either. Um, I think he Fair. was a little slow on stuff. I thought he got caught by the Flyers forecheck. Um, the person I thought played an exceptional game uh, surprisingly, and deserves recognition whenever he does play a good game, uh, was Suter. He was fantastic. I mean, an assist tonight, he wasn't on the ice for any of the goals against, partially because three of them were shorthanded. But still, he had some exceptional defensive plays as well. And that assist was really a great play. I mean, shooting it right into Sagan's chest, it was fully intentional. If you watch it, he definitely saw it, gave it a light little flick to his chest so he could get the puck in front of the net, and Sagan was able to jam it home. So I thought Suter had a really great game and made some really good defensive plays. Hey guys, it's Ryan here. 
The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there either. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Just one example here is Thursday Night Football on the 12th. The Broncos are at the Chiefs, and the Chiefs right now, their money line is at minus 520, and the Broncos are at a plus 390. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please pay responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. Forgot to unmute again, sorry. Uh, it, it's interesting that we haven't uh, talked about him yet, but Wedgwood gets his first start of the season here tonight. and. I guess he was okay. He he does allow four goals. It would be nice if he could get one of those shorthanded goals. But again, I don't blame him for any of those three shorthanded goals because it was, I mean, they were rush chances or breakaways or whatever. So yeah. it, it, it's kind of hard to look at his first game tonight and kind of analyze it and see how he did. Yeah, I would say he did fine. I mean, he had a big workload, 40 shots on goal in your first game in two weeks. Maybe more. I don't. I don't actually know when his last preseason action was, but that's definitely tough. But that's kind of the job of the backup, and he he, he did okay. I mean, that's what we're expecting of Wedgwood. If he could do that every night, give us a 900 save percentage, I think we'll be happy. So we're not expecting a ton, and he he gave us just enough, obviously. Well, uh, sorry, I'm about to sneeze. Goodness gracious! <laughs> like I said, I'm dealing with something right now, but uh, it. I I feel so bad for Wedgwood, and this is just a feeling. It feels like every single game he plays, he faces like forty plus shots every single time he's the starter. Is that just? A, <laughs> it's not fair for him. I hope that's uh, not a thing. <laughs> at, at least he got some uh, some goal support here tonight, which he doesn't normally get. Which kind of goes back to Hudobin for some reason. Hudobin never got any goal support, but uh, I, I, again, I'll kind of say that he did okay tonight. Moving on, uh, quietly having a really good evening uh, this evening, uh, especially on the offensive side of the puck, is Wyatt Johnston. We talked about his goal, but he also had two assists in the game. So he ends the game with one goal, two assists for three shots, or three points, excuse me, and plus minus is one, and he had about 18 minutes of ice time tonight. So what did you see from Wyatt Johnston this evening? Yeah, he's been fantastic. His line with Ben and Dodonov were probably the most consistently good line out there tonight. Um, just fantastic. And they've probably been the most consistently good line the entire year so far. 
I, and I think Johnson's being a lot more aggressive, really liking that. And man, his steals have been crazy. His goal comes off of a puck jack, and then he almost gets another one off of a puck puck jack deep in the flyer zone. So yeah, he he he's been unstoppable. It's been great. Random side tangent. Um, what did you think of Matt Duchesne? Because I, I didn't get your thoughts on last game because you weren't here because you were fighting some illness or something. But again, tonight, I thought he looked pretty good. You could see the skill that he's got. He It was really unfortunate that second uh, shorthanded goal. It wasn't really his fault. It His stick broke and he, he was just too slow getting there. But I, I thought he's been doing pretty good. He just hasn't really shown it on the score sheet. Yeah, I, I, I like his game. I like how aggressive he is. Like I said, the last time I talked about him, he's so confident with the puck. And that's just super fun to watch a guy who knows where the puck is going to go every time it's on his stick. So I've liked it. That line has just been off, and it, it's not hard to see what the problem is on the line. I mean, Marchment has not been good. He hasn't had a good game so far this season yet. He gets another penalty tonight for no reason. So I – yeah, there – there needs to be some kind of adjustment there uh, with that line. I feel like just moving Marchment would be a good idea. Okay, so this was actually going to be my next question before you even brought it up. But, I mean, is it time to move Marchment off that third line and give somebody else a chance? I, I was honestly surprised with the scratch of uh, Delandria tonight and putting Steele there. Not, not that Steele did bad in the last game. I just thought, you know, Delandria kind of deserves it based off of his play last year. And he's the 13th man out just because we signed a couple of, you know, veterans or so. I, I know Steele is not really a veteran or whatever, but uh, I mean, who is the answer on the third line? Cause I have an interesting uh, answer to my own question. Yeah. I, I think Delandria being in Marchment spot is really a good idea. I mean, give it another look with Duchesne and Sagan. I mean, Duchesne and Sagan individually have looked good. They've looked good on, certain power plays every once in a while they've made their own individual good plays but yeah marchman hasn't done anything this year except take penalties so i think putting delhi there would be an easy change to make because all you have to do is scratch marchman and put in delhi and I, I think it would at least be interesting to see how that would work because we've seen delandra be very good on some offensive lines last year i mean the beginning of last year we were moving him up and down and getting just to get lines going and it was working great so a little bit more aggressive forward check, a little bit faster guy, maybe it might help those guys. Here's an interesting thought that I had during the game because I saw a tweet from Bruce Levine about the Texas Stars. So right now, it, for the Texas Stars, Stankoven, Lynn, Logan Stankoven, is fifth in the AHL in scoring. He In five games, he has four goals, three assists, including the assist that he had tonight on a Blue Mel's game-ending goal which put them ahead of their opponent is it i i know it's really early and we've been talking about it for so long and he deserves to be here but do you give stan coven the chance i mean he clearly it looks like early on that the ahl is no competition for him right now do you call him up and throw him on that third line with with sagan and martin uh duchene excuse me and see how it goes what do you think I'm the wrong guy to ask because I think absolutely yes. I think I want to see Stankoven <laughs> more than most players. Um, but it, I think it's obvious from what the team has done with him and their idea of his progression that that is not going to happen. I don't think it's very likely at all. 
Um, from camp, he, he had probably the best training camp, best preseason of any of the young prospects. And it's, it wasn't even really a thought of him being on the team. So I, I think they're very locked in on how they want to progress him as a player. And they want him to have a full AHL season playing in a professional league. And they want him to see how he does with that. Um, and I think that's fair. It, it's worked with other players. Works great with Harley, obviously, who's now up in the league and is arguably our number two defenseman. So it's hard to argue that. But at the same time, man, Marshman being in that spot does not look right. I wasn't going to get into this until uh, until next Wednesday's episode, but we'll go ahead and talk about it here. Uh, Mato over here, since you brought it up, we'll just go ahead and say it. So 32 Thoughts, the podcast, one of the biggest podcasts out there for hockey fans. It says Kane is still a possibility to the stars, apparently. And I saw that and I tweeted about it. And I was just like, well, it looks like they're going to have to make a move or, you know, send somebody down or wave somebody. I don't know. And then uh, Uri actually, Uri Kralik, who's a writer for uh, Defending Big D, and he's, he's a friend of the podcast, has come on a couple of times. He actually told me that there's a way that the stars could get away and around that with just literally just waiting. So just waiting until like, I think he told me like mid November or early December and the stars don't have to get rid of anybody. Assuming, assuming that Patrick Kane takes the bare minimum, which is $775,000, which he might to have a chance of winning a cup, especially at his age. So I don't know. I mean, what do you think about it, Chris? My thought is, is like, why? Like, why do you need another forward like that when you, you're just going to leave your really good young talent in the AHL? Uh, I, I don't think you would take the league minimum, first of all. Um, so I think getting Patrick Kane, you would have to offload Mason Marchment somehow, which I'm sure you could find a team to take his contract. Heck, you might even trade him and retain some of the contract if it means signing Patrick Kane. I think Patrick Kane being on that third line with Sagan and Duchesne would actually be fantastic. I think if you're not trying to get him, you're you're not doing your job. And Jim Neal always goes after good players if they're at the right price. And Patrick Kane could be if we were able to get Marchman off the books. But that's a that's a big if getting Marchman off. Yeah, I don't think Marchman's getting off the books, to be honest with you. With his $4.5 million cap hit, I just don't see it. Yeah. We, we need to dig into it more, and we'll talk about it more on Wednesday, too, because he has a no, a no movement clause, but it's modified. So I think he has like a no trade list, or maybe he has a list of teams he'll like only 10, be traded to. Right, exactly. Yeah. I can't remember which way it is. We'll dig into it a little bit more, and we'll talk about it a lot more on Wednesday, I'm sure. But it's a very interesting possibility. Okay, so let's go ahead and get into biggest winner and biggest loser. And there's one player that I forgot to talk about more th about this evening. And I'll give my biggest winner to Tyler Sagan. Uh, he, he gets a goal tonight. And he's he's looked really good alongside uh, Duchesne, the two of those guys. And I really think Marchment's kind of holding them back. We'll see if there's any lineup changes for uh, Tuesday's game. But uh, he's my biggest winner for the evening, Chris. Who's your biggest winner? My biggest winner is Foxa because he got a decent scoring chance. <laughs> he had a pretty good one. It was a decent shot, too. It went off the shoulder. It didn't go right into the logo. So I'm giving it to Foxa. <laughs> Chris and is actually, real bit. Chris is real biggest winner. No, no, no. Game. He had 63 face-off percentage, two shots on goal. Wasn't scored on. They did pretty good. 
the real biggest winner is Wyatt Johnston because of the three points. But I I felt the need to talk about Tyler Sagan because we hadn't yeah. really talked about him that much. I decided Fox was going to be my biggest winner as soon as he got that shot off. So <laughs> it didn't matter what happened in the game. <laughs> okay. Uh, who, who's your biggest loser for the evening, Chris? Who's your biggest, biggest loser? loser? Is Yanni Hockenpah. I mean, first of all, he had a bad game. He only had 60 minutes time on ice. He, he was the one that got scored on on the only uh, – non-shorthanded goal that the Flyers had him and Lundell again, which I don't know why they're ever on the ice at the same time when it's not a penalty kill anymore. Um, speaking of the penalty kill, it was fine, I guess, but they only had to do it once, which is kind of bogus, but whatever. Um, but yeah, he wasn't good. Then he threw kind of a garbage hit that he missed. So he grabbed the guy's face and threw him to the ground, which was <laughs> lame. And then he got rocked in the face. So yeah, not a great game from the big guy. I will say my biggest loser is not a specific player, but it's a group of players, and that's the Stars' power play. Uh, the the Stars' best players on the power play were terrible, and they were by far the biggest losers tonight, and very easily could have cost us this game if it wasn't Should've. for Joe Pavelski. So, and if it wasn't for us playing a bad team. I mean, yes. their record says that they're a good team. They're not. I mean, this team is going to finish maybe on the bubble at best. So if you're playing halfway decent team you lose this game by a bunch stars got lucky that's that's the headline now yeah and okay so one more thing i thought about was do you really think that airson was really that rough to begin the game because I, I, I some of the goal uh, i forget which goal it was it was the second or the third one i was kind of like uh, i don't know if that one should have gone in it, it was the third one actually it was rope hence's goal it's like that probably shouldn't go in from the half wall over there. Did you think he had a bad game? I thought he had a bad game. I mean, okay. like I said, the shots were good. They were all good shots. You should save fifty percent of them, though. <laughs> I mean, even if it's a great shot, when you're at the when you're at the dot, you should still make that save at least half the time. And he didn't do that. Even the second goal, honestly, he just gets caught standing up. I mean, the puck goes is going up in the air and it gets caught and he doesn't drop quick enough. Yeah, that's a savable puck as well. So, yeah, I didn't think he had a great game. All right, I think that's it. Is there anything we didn't talk about that you can think of, Chris? I think we hit it, hit everything. Not stuff we're going to talk about tonight. Lots to talk about on Wednesday, though. Yeah, that, that ain't that ain't that true. Okay, um, thank you guys for listening. For those of you that are listening live, uh, at most we had up to twenty-two people, which is crazy. That's awesome. I, I would have never thought three years ago that we'd have, you know people that would actually care about what we think about hockey. But nonetheless, we appreciate you guys listening, and there's many more of you guys who are listening later. If you liked anything you heard tonight, please consider leaving us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast. Thanks once again to DraftKings Sportsbook for being our sponsor. Use that promo code THBN next time you go and use their services. And along with Chris, my name is Ryan. We will catch you guys on the flip side. And we hope you guys have a good, fantastic morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you guys are listening. And for the third time this season, despite how bad the Stars have played, Chris, take us out. They still don't care what you think about hockey, Ryan. GG, boys. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>